Being categorized as disabled or handicapped can feel like you're moving forward in reverse. I'm your host, Scott Martin. Join me as I talk with my new friends from this underrepresented community about their views of life through their art, poetry, sport, and writing. Hey, life's a road trip. Hop in. Let's turn on some tunes and go. In the passenger seat and managing the radio during our road trip today is Jonah Dillon. Jonah Dillon has been creating artwork for most of his life. From kindergarten through high school, he was especially interested in drawing, taking art electives as he got older and honing his skills. Jonah was born with muscular dystrophy, a combination of uh, genetic diseases that result in uh, reduced muscle mass and forced him to depend on electric wheelchair to be mobile. Hi, Jonah. Hi, Scott. Um, I, from our communications, I found that, uh, you say you're from Austin, Texas. Um, and the first thing that pops into my mind is the Austin city limits music festival. You ever get down to that? Uh, yeah, I've been like three or four times. Fantastic. We've got something here in Wisconsin called Summerfest, what's been going on for, gosh, I believe maybe 50 years now. So it's in Milwaukee each summer. And because of COVID, it changed over. So every weekend for the month of July, I believe, is bringing a lot of headliners. I've always wanted to get down to Austin city limits uh, because it seems very similar to Summerfest. And it sounds like uh, Austin's a really great place to live too. And you've got some fantastic weather down there. Um I first came across your work in an article or presentation of your artwork on Spoonie Magazine. Um, I have to tell you that it was amazing, not because of your condition and the process, because I didn't even read into that until after I, I saw that I was drawn by the designs and the colors about uh, what everything was. And then I, I, as I always do, I just started venturing off and, hey, this seems pretty cool. I'm going to check this person out and find out a little bit more about it. Um, Really, I want to with with this podcast. You know, we're we're targeting and going to talk about uh, people that are considered handicapped and disabled. But I wanted to, to discuss your experience with muscular dystrophy. Um, is it correct to say that you saw a major decline as a teenager? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's progressively getting worse my whole life, but I wasn't able to not do like a lot until the end of high school or like okay. after high school. Okay. Um, I have to say I used to teach social studies and history at, at high school. And now I substitute uh, in the high schools uh, where my state select soccer players attend. So I can get, they can get to see me and something other and just out on the soccer field. And I have to tell you that I do see a great deal of maturity with quote, normal kids um, in dealing with inclusions uh, of handicapped and disabled disability. But I also see a, a large burnout on the uh, special ed staff. Uh, going back to when you were in high school, how were things presented? What, how inclusive was your high school in providing opportunities for you? I mean, I'd say it was pretty, pretty inclusive. I, I was in regular classes. Right. I, I just had like a TA. Okay. Teacher That's assistant. what I've been seeing now. How old are you right now, Jonah? Uh, I'm 27. Okay. Well, so you've been going. 27. 
So going back 10 years when you were in high school, I mean, it, it does stretch back to that time. That's fantastic. When I was in high school, I graduated in the second half of the 1970s. There wasn't, there wasn't uh, anything like I see today. Um, yeah. Your story, as I dug into it more, it seemed that once you got into high school and you lost some of your abilities, did you drift away from art? Uh, yeah, from like, I'd say 2016 to maybe some point 2018, I didn't create any art. How did that feel? You know, I, I didn't know how I was going to. You had to solve a problem or did you just listen to your heart and let that carry you? You know, in the direction I that you, I just you find yourself in. I always had this silly idea of like, I should make YouTube videos and run over stuff. And then <laughs> that evolved into, wait, I could use pain. I didn't know if it would actually work, but then I tried it and it did. Was paint your major um, area of interest um, before you became more wheelchair bound and, and less able to do things? Not, not at all. It was always drawing. Interesting. I mean, um, I did some drawings that had some watercolor. Mm -hmm. But it, it, it's interesting how when we love something so much and we just allow things to happen, you, you come up with solutions. Um, so when, when you started getting more into this, obviously you had to ask for some help and you had to rely on some friends to, to help you with your ideas. Was it a, an aha moment when you came up with the idea of, uh, using your wheelchair over the colors to, uh, create the designs or did it just come about as you started fishing for ideas? I don't know. I feel like it's the first time I did it. I was kind of just like, wow, this is actually going to work. I, I have to tell, uh, the audience that, um, there will be links and you'll see a couple of, uh, Jonah's examples of what he've done. Um, and they're actually up for sale on, on his website. And that, that link is, is on the website because I want people to be able to appreciate it. Like I did, um, when I went in and, um, it's just amazing to me what, what you're able to do. Well, I want to pivot off for a second here and, and get more into the muscular dystrophy aspect of things. Um, okay. Did you ever appear with one of the local uh, Jerry Lewis muscular dystrophy Labor Day telethons at all? Uh, no, I've, I've heard of the telethon, but I don't know. If, I've never seen it. Oh, yeah. Um, Jerry Lewis, you know, was a famous uh, movie actor and, and comedian. He stopped hosting the uh, Labor Day telethons, I believe it was 2010, and, and Lewis passed away in 2017. But it is carrying on. It's not like it was back in, oh, I remember moving into uh, the college dorms in the 80s, and it was a big thing because move-in day happened to be around right around Labor Day, so the tele telethon was on. Um are there outside sources that you know of that you benefit from because of uh, Lewis's work with the uh, MD Telethon? 
Um, not that I know of. I mean, I don't okay. really know much of. They're, they're probably they're probably out there and they and they might be reaching in and and helping you maybe even without knowing it because it it is continuing. Yeah. Um, so now let's talk about your art and this is where I want to just open things up because to me, art is something from inside all of us. It's an expression. It's a form of expression. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to find out more about how you develop the the technique we've talked a little bit about this but just to let you go and expand upon your process uh i'd like to find out about uh talk to the the audience about the paper that you use the locations and just oh go ahead yeah, and talk i, I, I can to talk about, about the process yeah go ahead well the first thing we usually do is cover my wheels in press and seal it's like plastic wrap that sticks to itself. Okay. We use that so my wheels don't get covered in paint. Because the first yeah, few that... times we didn't do that, and cleaning the wheels was not easy. Yeah, I'll bet. I'll bet. Then I just have someone lay down, like, either loose canvas or, like, canvas boards. Mm-hmm. I've done all different sizes. Okay. I do notice those available different sizes on your website available for purchase. Um, and I would assume. Yeah. And lately I've done a couple of really big ones for some customers. Go ahead and talk about that. Cause I, I wanted to get into that to see, uh, I, I will mention that uh, some of your work was displayed in a show in November, I believe it was, but we'll get to it. But talk to me about, how this is going and if if your name is getting around to people are now approaching you to do specific uh work contracted work for them what's happening well i I had a couple articles or i was on the news a couple times and Mm -hmm. i was in a local paper called the statesman and i think that's how one of my clients found me okay i'm not exactly sure but he purchased three large paintings like a year ago and then a few months ago they're like we want to purchase two more hmm. and that was yes. really cool i would say I, what sort of direction or what ideas are you given by the the customer or do they just leave it up to you i usually that for them specifically they just kind of tell me what colors Okay. I I mean, I don't want to be like too limited, you know, but mm-hmm. I'll let people tell me what colors they like and what they're thinking, stuff like that. Now, I have seen the uh, YouTube video. And uh, again, that, that link is going to be on the website. I want people to see it. It's just really cool uh, on the process. What So when you guys on, on, on the uh, YouTube video, you guys are going out to what looks like a high school uh, parking lot and you put some paper down. Um, obviously, the process has probably changed as you go about things and become a little bit more daring or a little bit more confident in how you're doing. I think a lot of it comes down to the colors that are chosen. How do you guys come up with those colors? Is it uh, you have something in, in your head and you just want to use those colors and then you talk about with your your friend about how to lay it out 
lay it out the colors and then you ride over them in order to help blend the colors together and really create the design where's that coming from uh usually just whatever colors i'm thinking of in my my head or sometimes i'll mm -hmm. look at like what's around me or one time i was listening to music and was looking at the album mm -hmm. covers oh fantastic so you were you going back into say uh classic <laughs> album covers of the 60s and 70s and, and getting some inspiration uh no, like not an album covers. Okay. Uh, see, that's where we differ a little bit. Um, Sorry, there's a lot of noise right now. That's okay. That's okay. Wherever you get your inspiration from, uh, again, I hope people, I want people to go look at your stuff and just sit back, uh, maybe not, a, probably not on their phones, but look at mm -hmm. it from a, at least a laptop so you get a full perspective of your work. Um how often do you come across work that just really blows your own mind and you want to get it out and make it available? Um, I, I, or, I, I go on Instagram a lot and I've seen a lot of cool videos on there. Okay. Of art that I like. A lot of it incorporates acrylic pouring, hmm. which I've started incorporating in my work. Okay. And so you are expanding. I, I've, I have a general idea. I do uh, remember um, some of that from, from school and actually dabbled okay. in that Basically, a little bit I in college. Yeah. with the paint that changes the, the, like, how fluid the paint is. Makes it drip so that, more and easier to spread. Okay. Okay. Interesting. And what about the either the paper or the medium for which you are creating your works of art where do you come up with those or what makes you choose one over the other or even the size no i'm sorry um what's the the medium for which you want to create your works on for example uh, a certain type of paper or on a different type of medium um, maybe more of a board or anything to uh, put your works of art on. How do you come up with those I usually use like ideas? canvas boards or like loose canvas. Okay. So if it just depends someone, on the size. Okay. And this, the size is determined in advance on, on what you want to do or you just make requests or you go off of what's selling and what's not? Uh, I like to do bigger sizes, honestly, hmm. but it seems okay. like the slightly smaller ones sell better. Ah, okay. So some of that will, uh, draw you into making some decisions on what you're going to be doing. So that's, yeah. I guess the business side of art, you've got to be do doing, on uh, looking at that as well. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't so only do it just for like to make money. I, Mm -hmm. I really enjoy it. I probably do it more than I need to. No. Like I probably have over 150 paintings. Wow. I do notice on the website, uh, those that are no longer available. So they, they are showing, but it's still giving people an idea of what the creation, uh, creative process is and what, what is possible now mm -hmm. back. Was it this past November? Um, the Almost Real Things magazine art show. 
uh, uh, that's in your area and they had some of your stuff there? I think it was like a year ago or maybe more. Okay. Because I noticed it's at D- November 20. I don't know what year it was. It was something that popped up online. I think I it was-, was 2020. Okay. Oh, well, that was um, not long after you got into this and now you're a couple of years out further. Um, where do you see this going? I mean, what's, what's happening next? Are you getting um, maybe more people asking to uh, uh, contract your, your work? Uh, not as much as I would hope, but I'm, I don't, I'm in the very early stages right now, but I'm trying to plan my own art show. Fantastic. That's one of the things I wanted to get into. Are there, I would, I would think with where you're living, it's a very artistic region of the country that I think there's a, uh, I would hope that there's a, a opportunity for you to be able to put your works on display. Um, yeah, I've displayed them a couple times at like a restaurant and okay. a couple art shows, but the restaurant wasn't a major success, I would say. Mm-hmm. Like I made some profit, but not not what I was hoping. Okay. Well, you know, like any business, it's going to be starting with scraping by and trying to come up with different ideas and learning. Like you already mentioned how you're using different mediums to be able to do it and you're changing the paint that you're using and things. So, okay. Um, To wrap things up, we've been doing what I call is the round trip roundup. And I want to get into just throwing you five different questions and seeing where you are with your thoughts on things. So uh, let's get into that. So we're talking about road trips. You know, the process, uh, the name of the show is life's a road trip. So we want to present, you know, things that are related to that. So when you've been on road trips, What's a go-to fast food for you or just go-to food? I, I honestly haven't been on that many road trips, but I remember a couple of times I was driving from like Ann Arbor, Michigan to like up north. Okay. Back then, I think I liked stopping at like KFC, but I don't really eat fast food at all now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, next question what would be a, a dream car for a road trip? I mean, obviously with the wheelchair, you're, you have limitations, but dream type of what sort of vehicle do you imagine that would be really cool to, uh, to partake in a going on a road trip in? I always thought it'd be cool to have like a wheelchair accessible, like RV, then you can just stop wherever. And not have to worry about like hotels or whatever. An hour away from you is a a Johnson City. And then Johnson City is Martin Brothers Customs. Johnson City? I don't know. Johnson Johnson City is about an hour away from you. And uh, Iron Resurrection is a show that I like to watch on Motor Trend uh, by Martin Brothers Customs. And um, uh, the show is, these are very artistic guys that create uh, cars that people want to have designed or they design. So, uh, just when I saw where you were from, it just reminded me about, Oh, iron resurrections right down, down the road from you. Not too, not too far. Gotcha. Now you're a younger guy. Question three is asking what's the last cassette or CD that played while you happen to be on, uh, in a vehicle. Well, 
when I was in middle school, I used to listen to Green Day nonstop. Oh, okay. The album American Idiot, it was called. Okay. That All was right. like one of the only CDs that I owned personally. Very cool. That's some good stuff. Okay. Coke or Pepsi? Uh, I, I would, I don't really drink either, but I would have to go with Coke. Okay. All right. Last thing. Now you mentioned about the one road trip that really stuck out, but so the last question is what's your favorite road trip memory? I would suppose it gets into the one you were mentioning well, about probably it. Probably the time uh, I drove to Chicago with my dad and one of my best friends. What'd you guys do in Chicago? It was just, my dad was like, my dad was like, want to go to Chicago tomorrow? And <laughs> just, I was like, just on a whim. Okay. Is that when you guys, you're living in Texas and, or were you living elsewhere? It was just. I was in Michigan. Okay. So you, oh, okay. It, it was and only were, like six, four to six hours, I think. Yeah, still, but Chicago, I mean, there's a lot to be doing on there. That's about a four hour trip for me and from central Wisconsin sounds. Yeah. So it was about the same sort of thing. Yeah. I think it's like four hours the other way in Michigan. Okay. Um, makes me think, uh, Cubs fan, White Sox or Tigers. Yeah. I, I'm not personally, I'm not really into sports. Okay. Right. So again, for the uh, listeners on the website, are going to be a few different links to get to see Jonah's work. I was extremely impressed. And I was actually really, I was blown away uh, by what you've got on there. Again, you, it's not just knowing how you're creating these, Jonah. It's the colors and just the styles and the designs um, that are available on there. And I really hope that you're able to uh, link up with someone uh, in Austin to be able to present a show for your work because I, I think there is a place for it. And I want to encourage you, man, to just keep putting your stuff out there and it's going to latch on. Uh, I want people to be able to see it and keep presenting. I, I'm hoping that maybe someone out there is going to be listening to the show and reaches out to you and, and uh, as you do some of their work. So I really enjoyed talking with you, man. And, and I, uh, I hope everything's going to be going well for you and I want to keep seeing some of your stuff, okay? Okay, thank you. It was great talking to you too. Thanks for listening. Check out previous episodes with new ones dropping each Tuesday. If you don't see a synopsis of this show where you're listening, visit our website at lifesaroadtrip.podbean.com for more information on this week's guest. This is your host, Scott Martin, reminding you that life's a road trip.